This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 124, 2020 semifinal map analysis. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. The prelims are officially over. The prelims of the tournament the boring are boring part. The part nobody cares about. Let's be real. The, the prelims. Part everyone's been clamoring at wanting to watch the, for right. two months. No, nobody likes them. Uh, <laughs> it's just a necessary evil. And I mean, you know, because it's just not fun watching. I mean, let's be honest. The grounds people just kind of <laughs> spar with each other like the peasants they are. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually I did that too and I had to step in for Tyler and I made that same joke and I felt so stupid and moronic after oh, it's, that. Yeah. It's not a good joke. It's a I bad mean I will joke. Oh fine, sure. I I mean I will say this on average I would say um 75% of the players in the prelims are better at this game than, than I yeah. am. <laughs> like like for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And then there's that 25% and I got your number, okay? <laughs> you freaking watch it if you're in that 25% cuz I got you, yeah. okay? You know who you are. People <laughs> that are not that familiar with TTS, that's a big that's, that's a, a big that, chunk. that's a problem. Right. Um not really anything to do with your skill as a player, more to do with just how comfortable you are. Right. And then, what's the other type of player I can beat? No, that's it. That's Anyways, the only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might be able to beat uh, D20 Chemist if he gets a bad roll. You know, he's the one who just true. randomly decides actions or his early actions. So, like, if he just gets a really terrible roll, that's maybe a scenario where you can pull stuff off. Yeah, right? yeah. So, there's that's D20 not, Chemist. That's not a statement on his quality as a player. That's a statement on the odds working right. against him. Right, D20 Chemist on a bad day, I've got... <laughs> And then if you have played TTS like less than one time, uh, <laughs> I've got your number too. So you guys watch it, you yeah. you little And even then it's only like fifty percent of them. Like fifty percent of the people who Well, like you never know, there's a lot of RNG in the game and <laughs> Um it's Well like, Hunter, you know, it's like not fair this game. So. As as is our want to do, uh, it's it is time uh, to unveil the semifinals map. Sure, uh, a lot yeah. of people are actually kind of pretty much already intimately familiar with this one because I've been testing it on the Discord for the past, you know, three or so weeks, maybe a bit more than that. Well, it's um, needed a lot of testing. It's needed a lot of testing. Was, this And there uh, was my very good draft. Should we talk about my draft of it? Because <laughs> I did a very good draft. <laughs> you did a draft of it that you played on stream, and uh, it, it just, it went great. <laughs> Got a lot of complaints. Um, I put... I put the I made a gravity rift slice where your <laughs> it was purple and your um and we're uh, by the way we're doing the same draft method for the yes, semifinals yeah, yeah, yeah. as That's the prelims. Important. I don't know how I mean I I know most people know that but just yeah. if you don't um so purple uh, had just the gravity rift right it, mm -hmm. right in front of it right, right dead center <laughs> in between you and really everything yeah um, yeah and I was playing as necro which was cool. Um, didn't really make it work out. Although the gravity rift, the every time I used the gravity rift, it was kind to me, and oh, that that's still good. didn't really make a difference. Right, because, it's still a bad thing to have to walk through. <laughs> well, I think having to constantly think about whether you should use the rift or not right. is actually not fun. <laughs> that just even as an option, it's just not fun right. constantly thinking. Because I mean, like 
from every single round, I was thinking about should I rift it or not. Right. right. Which I guess some people might like that, but I I did not. Um. So yeah. No. I and I threw I threw out my own. So my own everyone draft. be glad that Hunter doesn't have unilateral control over what happens in these maps. He he gets to. I, I we we put our know. brains together. I'm not I'm not at all. I'm not gonna let the story be that Hunter doesn't do anything with maps. That's because that's not the case. Oh, I'll let it be that story. Oh, okay. I'm not much <laughs> of a map guy. I'm not sure. really into it. Like I mean, from the beginning, I've I've always been the one that was like. I don't even I don't like making them. That's yeah. why I wanted other people to make them because right. I right. think we used to I, do I co-op map fun. build and you got even sick of that process. So it literally just became just bring a map to the just just yeah, do it. Yeah, just it go ahead matter. and have it figured out because I think to me the strategic thinking that you do in building the map doesn't feel as like it's too um chaotic and mm-hmm. like it means too much you know what yeah, i mean like it's, right. it 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 really shapes the game in a way that feels like it's just too heavy right so the I map really deserves to be thought about but doing yes. that between all the players is actually kind of a messy recipe for disaster yeah generally. and like every time i've played in a game where somebody was like haha here's the supernova right yeah. in your way i'm like well that's that, not actually fun that, yeah. <laughs> outside of the and moment of like the decision not, yeah it it also just doesn't feel like a very earned strategic move. Right. You know, it's like I'm not impressed by it. Right. But so like that's I think something I don't like in any strategy game is when someone can do something that is like a good move that right. thematically is just that no one's really enjoying yeah. except for maybe that player. Right. Like the equivalent of like a prank yeah. within a strategy game. I don't really like that type of stuff. Yeah, totally. So yeah, that's why, you know, Matt. Matt is mostly uh, the map guy, but n- not just. I guess I shouldn't say I've never, I haven't had any input because I just, yeah. I just changed this one last minute right before right. we got we, it. We did some, hot we did one swap, but but even still, I mean, I run, I run this the stuff by you, and we talk, we we talk through it all. So so, anyways, this is going to be another one of those episodes where you need to probably have a picture <laughs> pulled up in front of you while you listen. So if you're driving, I can't oops. believe we're still doing these. I know every single time. If you played all these back to back, they all start the same with us being like, "This is probably a bad idea." This is dumb audio. Um, there should be a better way to do this. Anyways, we'll figure that out eventually. Um, now that we have like we decently a, a YouTube that's doing okay, we continue yeah. to not do these presentations. This could be a video. <laughs> this could thought be a video literally that. only just now occurred to me. <laughs> We could do this as a video. Anyways, here's the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It probably should be a video, if we're being honest. Whatever. Um, maybe it, next it, year. It, maybe it will next time. This maybe is a podcast, and we do yeah. it the podcast way. So yeah. uh, the, oh, the, oh, oh, the link yeah. to the photo should be uh, in, in the podcast description, so you, so you should have quick, easy access to it. Maybe give it a gander before you turn the show on in the ro- on the road. And then I mean, we are going to Perfectly photographic map. memory, remember everything that's on it, so that when we talk about it. No, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about the slices and what they have, so totally, you get kind totally. of a, a good idea of what to do so let's let's uh hunter you want to start digging into these i want to throw one thing out because i I think there might be you know the people that the galactic counselors might be angry oh um, yeah oh right this is not the episode they paid for this the this is not uh the galactic council episode uh hakan versus mintak that will be next week yes um because the tournament is going to start bleeding into the show because we're into we're into Big the times. crazy stuff now. Yeah. So we we tried very much in January and February to give you a lot of that classic SCPT content like you deserve, baby. Sure. sure. Um, and now we're going to it's going to get a little messy uh, while we are kind of making the tournament number one because we want you all to watch these games. We've got six semifinal yeah. games and then one. We've only got seven games left right. and then the tournament's over. Right. Um, and we want them all to be big. Please. 
uh, what? So, do, Matt, do we even have? Uh, where are we at with scheduling with semifinal games? This would so, be a good thing to throw uh, out we haven't beginning. put any of them on the slate yet. Uh, we're taking one weekend off. Um, yes, which is not just like oh, let's give the moderators a break, but it's also uh, March first is daylight savings time. And uh, if it was already difficult to schedule games, incorporating a oh hey guess what all of time changed. Wait, March first uh, is daylight. Savings March eighth. I, I said oh, first okay. probably yeah, March eighth. Yeah. Uh, this coming Sunday is daylight savings uh, changes, and so I'm just very very happy to not have to deal with that element. Last year we had multiple games get messed up because of the time change, and yes. so. Uh, it's just easier to take that weekend off and then come back at it when time has found out how to work again. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I agree. So, so we're the goal is to start uh, on the fourteenth uh, ish. Uh, we'll we'll actually get games scheduled. They will all be streamed. Uh, so six streamed semifinals games. We will be posting those schedules as they come. Definitely keep an eye on like our Twitter and stuff or on the Discord. But we'll try to get uh, you know notes in each week's episode of upcoming games and stuff like that as well. But but also if you subscribe, if you follow us on Twitch, uh, you can um, easily see when we go live and yeah, yeah. catch those games. And, and then they'll all be posted on, on YouTube after as well. So right right um, yeah lots, all of lots all of, of those will pipeline. be recorded you will be able to watch all of those also this is a weird thing to throw out but um if you happen to be someone in the industry or connected to any uh board game themed blogs we are yeah. this year really trying to get the word out of yep. what we are doing um and getting as many eyeballs on what i think is right. such a cool special event i mean yes. last year it was just the craziest thing that i feel like i've ever done and yeah. this year it's uh, probably sure going to feel bigger. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We want to get the word out that we did a 216 person Twilight Imperium tournament. That's never been done before. Uh, yeah. And, and that's that's not me tooting our horn. That's me saying, look, the community came together and like we all made this happen. And that's pretty right. amazing. Especially the moderators. Especially. Have we mentioned the moderators? Have we mentioned yet? that we love our moderators so <laughs> deeply and intensely? Uh, and you should love true. them too if you yeah. like anything about this tournament yeah. because they are they are the mo- vital. Yeah super vital not even okay. ju- it's yeah it, it goes deeper than vital it's it yeah. is just I, we wouldn't have done it more important than uh, like more essential yes. than we are yes, than what absolutely. we are doing basically especially thus far i right. mean at this point this is when me and matt are going to get more actually put our involved. hand on the ball yeah yeah. Uh, so let's break down this map. Let's let's start getting into it. Uh, so like Hunter said, the draft is the same. Um, and so to go over that again, it's it is a we roll. Uh, we get a we get a specific order. The first person to, to the person who gets the highest number gets the speaker token right away. Yep. And then they will pick uh, or they will ban one of the seventeen factions. And then in reverse order, so the person with the lowest number will pick one of the six slices. And then in uh, normal order again, from highest to lowest, they will pick a faction to now be placed in the seat that they are seated in yeah so very very quick and simple draft but what that style of draft requires is that we kind of counterbalance against the draft speaker is a powerful tool picking faction first is a powerful tool we have given the highest roller some really powerful potent stuff to have access to so we balance that out by intentionally making it to where their slice is in theory worse than the other ones right yeah so this is another situation where blue is supposed to be the worst slice and then it goes clockwise around the table until you get to white which is supposed to be the best slice in the prelims it was literally called the best one um so uh let's break down if you're looking at it 
what makes these slices better than each other this time around? Because last time it was pretty easy, basic stuff. Higher numbers, right? Okay, the, yeah. the, the best one has the most resources and the most influence and the most stuff. All the way around to blue that has the worst. This time, uh, we're, we're expecting semifinals play, right? We've got 36 players that have proven that they are good players. So we expect a little bit more out of them. So on this map, the numbers are actually a bit more ironed out. In fact, four of the slices, uh, I do this thing where I go off of optimal values instead of total values. Um, that's kind of how I balance my maps, which is to say something like Barrig Lerta 4, that's a 3-1 and a 2-3. But if you if we were to assume you're only going to spend each of those planets once, you're going to try to spend them for their maximum value. So when right. I count Baraglor to four, it is a three, three. It's three resources and three influence for me. Right. Um, so I do that with all the tiles and we build it off of that. And in this map, four of the slices have the same total uh, resources and influence, meaning uh, if you added up the resources and influence together, four of them have eight resources and influence within the slice. Uh, and then the other two are just slightly ahead and behind of that. So uh, let's let's dig into the slices specifically, I guess. Um, well, can can we say something basic about the? Po there's something positionally yeah, I want sure. everyone to keep in mind. Yeah, do it. Uh, like so, the most I feel like the the basic most basic way to put it is that you took some of the best tiles. Yep. And this time they are equidistant. Right. Um, yeah. Actually, te technically, what I did. So there's a there's a there's a, a somewhat agreed upon best six planet tiles right um there's really a, a definite best four and then you can argue over what the, yeah, the last two um what i did is i gave each of those to a slice and then mm -hmm. i took the next best six i put basically all of the pretty decent um two planet systems and put them in equidistance so there's juicy stuff to fight over almost everywhere yeah I should say I, I think I said six. It's five. One one of them's a gravity rift. So so one of the equidistance is junk. Uh, but right. the other five are juicy territory that you are going to have to fight over. Right. Um. So I feel like that thematically, it's more about the players having to uh, keep each other in check as mm -hmm. opposed to the prelims, which was more about like factoring into the draft and trying to be as even as possible. It's similar to the themes that we that we carried into the tournament last year, which yeah. was like prelims. We want it to be basic, uh, approach approachable, approachable, I approachable. guess. Approachable. Yeah. That's how I talk. <laughs> um, and then semifinals, we want more conflict. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we want, let's want a lot uh, more conflict. The one other thing I should say structurally uh, is I was kind of getting at this. What makes these slices better or worse than the others is positional advantages right, over yes. the numbers i never i never hit that point so positionally white is the best one and we'll get into exactly what that means but what we're talking about is like where you can drop space docks and pds and like mm -hmm. hold down solid bases gets worse as we go around so the idea being white would have kind of like safe spots everywhere and blue is like good luck finding anywhere to put your stuff um, right. that is in a like well defended way so yeah, yeah let's I'll I'll say this though, overall, nobody has a good staging area for Mechatol, basically. Yeah. I mean like Yeah, it's not great. White has the best shot at it, but yeah. basically everybody has like a, a small yeah. planet. White or green. Planet. White or green, depending on how you what kind of stuff you're looking for, have staging areas. And everything yes. else is like mm -huh, ugh, right. So Hunter, uh <laughs> I think we have to reveal the theme now of this Oh, for map. the names of the slices. <laughs> so this is kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But we are kind of at this point now where 
like me and Matt are kind of, I mean, we're blowing up. Let's yeah. just be real. Things we are, are just kind taking of, off. We're getting kind of bigger than the game. Um, and, and which is cool. And so now it's kind of like, it is a public service that we talk about this game for you guys. Sure. Um, but what we've kind of done is sold out to corporations. Yeah, um, I've been waiting for is, this. The only reason I started this show it. was so yeah. that I could sell out. I we mean, were I'm, like, hey, how do we make a lot of money? And we want that money to come specifically from large corporations. Yes. And you said, Twilight Imperium podcast, what do you think? And I was like, that is yeah. going to make us a lot of money in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so what we've done is each slice is sponsored yeah. by a corporation. Right. And we I picked don't know up if some guys... really great corporate sponsorships. I'm super excited. Yeah. And let me let me say this. Corporations never do anything wrong and they're perfect. <laughs> Anyways, let's move forward. They're perfect people. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> yeah. So the white the white slice <laughs> the white slice that we've got here, Hunter, will you go ahead and uh you got that name for me? You wanna you wanna reveal oh, yeah. that one to me? All right, so the name of our white slice is it's everywhere you want to be sponsored by visa <laughs> so th- so that's what it's called okay uh, that's yep. the full name uh it's it's everywhere you it's want everywhere to be. you want to be it's got sponsored it all baby let me tell you what this slice has to offer thank you visa uh everything that you want man it's got a green skip right in front of home it's got a red skip it's got that mayhar zool right adjacent yeah. so you got kind of a, a command counter in the bag two tech skips uh and technically there's a third tech skip not far away so easy easy objective there uh the big thing about this one is that it's got new albion star point in front of yeah. the home on the way to yeah. mechatol which gives you a huge awesome spot to put a forward dock you can easily get positioned uh forward and then you move into dalbutha exhan on the way to mechatol so this is the only slice with two planets adjacent to mechatol and uh basically nothing really to complain about here uh, in terms of like where your stuff can go could be pds city right uh, we're talking an extra player uh with the green skip is cool you could get to uh, to instinct training absolutely uh, the, I don't want to talk too much faction stuff for each no, slice, yeah. but yeah, that's there. We'll, we'll do a draft here at the end of all of this, to kind of, and we'll, we'll kind of iron out some of those thoughts. But the right. big thing to note here, because this map is so kind of based around, like, what are our equidistance looking at? I should also note your left side of your home system is an asteroid field, um, which is maybe a protection against blue, but probably more of a thorn in your side, because blue is decently likely to have any mass from the start, and you probably aren't. Um, but equidistance, you are... One of two slices that doesn't have planets as both of your equidistant options. So you have a gravity rift to your right, uh, which means you are kind of, if you want extra stuff, you're more or less forced to take the one to the left. And you're going to have difficulty with that because blue is getting faction pick first. They're probably picking a faster faction than you and getting to Arnor lore first. Uh, right. Which makes things kind of difficult for you. Um, so it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, thing that you have to deal with, which is like, hey, you're going to have to kind of slow play it and hope you have enough in your slice or go make some big moves on other players. Um, and that's going to be a running theme. Everybody's got to kind of like, you're going to have to fight somebody on this map. Right, right. Uh, I mean, the rift is always going to be there for spicy weird action sure. too. So I mean, like, who who knows? I think I think more often than not, you'll see white and blue aggression. But it could be white and green. Yeah. If if they especially fighting over, um, they both have tech skips right next door to each other, um, and those tech tech skip planets are right next to their home systems, so it could get pretty pretty gross. Yeah. Pretty I dirty. will say too, this slice uh, has a little bit of a 
trait problem. Um, it doesn't have good access to wormholes, which means it's just really limited in like where it can go. Uh, mm -hmm. And so you're probably aiming for industrial or cultural planets, but like you're going to have right. to stretch decently far to get those. Industrials yeah. are definitely easier, closer to you. But um, yeah, that that's the one kind of weak spot for them, I would say. Uh, is is trying to accomplish those traits and and obviously trying to accomplish anything with wormholes that secret objective would be pretty tough in this slice but right. i think you're generally pretty safe and you're probably going to be able to just sit in your slice and do okay i do think again we're not going to get too crazy into this but like this is kind of an extra slice if ever there was one yeah i agree with that um also upside uh to all of this is you have five planets in your slice yes, right um so i mean getting a sixth is going to be a little easier for you than it is going to be for everybody else totally. uh, most of the other uh, slices either have four uh, or even three or in their yeah. slice. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on to our next uh, slice, the green one. Uh, we're looking at our uh, 10, what is that? It's eight o'clock position is yeah. the quicker picker upper sponsored by Bounty. Thank you, yes. Bounty, for your beautiful sponsorship. This one is, this one's kind of, I think this is the weakest name. I'll be honest here. This is this is our weakest name. Uh, yeah, we didn't know what to do with I green. forgot what the point of it was, <laughs> actually, the name. Um, I think, it, but it just kind of cleans up. You yeah, know? It's that's just... the thing is it's, it's, well, you've got, the big thing here is you have that gravity rift to go get stuff, yeah. and you have that alpha wormhole to get to the other side of the map. So you, you know, have access. You you are able to just get there and clean up other people's stuff. If anybody leaves something open. Logic. Yes, it actually, was. I think the logic is that green is. Well, I think we foresee green being a counterbalance to a lot of other yeah. uh, factions in desperate late game scenarios. Right, basically. Right. So yeah, um, this is this is bounty, y'all. It's Thank it's a bounty. decent it's a decent enough slice numerically. Um, you have Tekaron Torcan in front of home. That's a two zero and a zero three. You have Thiba to your left. So that early that that blue skip is a big deal for a slice in this position because you're low mm -hmm. in the draft order, which means you're, you're certainly not getting um, a, a faction that starts with anti-mass, which means this blue skip though, will let you skip to gravity drive right yeah. away. So you're yeah. not going to have a mobility problem um, if you don't want to. Um, yeah, finally, like a nice blue skip. Right. Actually, in right. One of these maps. <laughs> yeah. You don't have an asteroid field immediately next to the blue skip right. on this map. That right. Was a, and, that's I mean, a rarity. It's, it's right next door. So you might actually utilize it. Yep. So, I mean, the like I feel like that's the best thing about it. Yeah. Is yeah. this this very convenient blue skip? Yeah. Uh, next to Mechatol in your path is Saudor. So it's a single planet system, but it's got two resources. So it's actually not a bad spot to put a forward space dock if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, you could basically park a bunch of stuff there and make really bold moves towards the center of the map uh, and and probably survive pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, do we want to talk any factions? I mean, I guess I feel like. This one's really versatile uh, yeah. at first blush just because of that blue skip. Right. Um, obviously, it does have a wormhole right next to it, but I feel like the blue skip makes it kind of like a moot point when it comes to yeah. ghosts. Like, that's just not right. that's not as sexy as maybe some of these other ones we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The blue skip doesn't help ghosts at all. You know, it, it's also worth noting, so your left equidistant is that same gravity rift. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's you know, a, a bit annoying. You are you are limited on the gravity rift or on the uh, equidistance that have are worth something. But your right side is Melon Zobat, which is sort of the counter to Tekaran Torcan. So you uh, you have a lot of incentive to move on to Melon Zobat and and fill out some pretty good numbers uh for yep. your slice uh in terms of like efficient spending. Um 
it's just going to be that, you know, that's going to be a thing you have to deal with uh, with the red player uh, is is arguing over Melon Zobat. Um, uh, this slice is also it's it's a little bit weird with uh, like traits and tech skips. Um, you obviously will get Thibba. You can probably take or negotiate Meharzul, and then that third one is going to be the one that you have to go hurt somebody. My guess right. is Wellen or go through the Alpha Wormhole to take Lazar. As for traits, you have two of each in your like area, so you have two hazards, two culturals, two uh, industrials. So it's it's you kind of got to go all over to find the rest. If you took Dalbutha from uh, Visa, you would probably get all your four culturals. Um, I don't know. I, I do think traits. This is another one. I mean, in general, traits are going to be hard on this map. That I, right. I designed these maps to make control objectives hard because well, I want you to fight for them. One thematic uh, thing that I think this one's a little more like better balanced than the other is that generally speaking, I feel like you either have a better shot at six planets or four of one type. Yeah. Because as we go, I think probably best situations are going to be like yellow and maybe purple right. for for four of one type. Yeah. Um. Obviously, blue gets nothing easily. That's just the theme there. Um. But those. Uh, are basically it's really questionable that they would even get to six. Like they're yeah. gonna have to they're gonna have to fight for them. Whereas like green might naturally uh, get gravity drive before red right. and be able to take um, the uh, melon zobat before red can even get there. Right. So I mean I, I mean we'll there's a world like where you get gravity drive round one and you take mechatol first. Yeah. Right. You have a straight path to Mechatol. You park something. You get Gravity Drive round one, round two. You get leadership because let's say you probably maybe took politics that round. Right. Your your fifth pick. It's pretty re reasonable that you could end up with politics, mm -hmm. and you could jump right on Mechatol round two. So this this is this is a pretty great uh, Mechatol slice in my opinion. I totally agree. I I think in general we're gonna see a lot of. Like, I feel like there were a lot of patterns with who took custodians in mm -hmm. the prelims. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the semifinals are really going to throw that out, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, are we ready to talk about red? I'm so ready to talk about red. Give it to me. So red is called Where's the Beef? <laughs> Sponsored by Wendy's. Uh, wonderful fast food chain decided to get into Twilight Imperium. Um, what's thank interesting you, about... Yeah, thank you, Wendy's. Uh, the reason we called uh, red Where's the Beef is we anticipate... Red is kind of your brawl zone, I yeah. feel like, as far as slice goes. There's a lot to be gained. I feel like um, if red plays a solid hand, it could be the best slice, yep. basically. It could be yep. better than the white slice. If you get both but, your equidistance and fill out your whole slice, you are sitting very pretty. Right. But your equidistance are pretty much the juiciest on yep. the table, and your neighbors are going... 100% going to fight you for them. Um, so on your left side, we've got Vefit 2. It's a 2-2. Two, two. On your right side of your home system, we have uh, a Supernova. So right. nothing going on there. Um, right that's in the front, grill, baby. Yeah, that's the grill. <laughs> that's where that's where we get your square burgers. Um, <laughs> right in front of you, we've got Centauri Grawl. So we also have a blue skip there. Mm -hmm. And if, like a, a well-placed blue skip that you would actually be able to use. Yep. So definitely going against theme there. Um, and then... Uh, your Mechatol uh, right before Hex is Wellen yep. with a yellow skip. Blue so, yellow skip in this one. That's a juicy thing cool. too. I mean, anyone yeah. anyone in this slice can be a Dreadnought faction. You don't yes. have to be predisposed to Dreadnoughts to make to get Dreadnought two here. Um, and blue and yellow skips are just great skips in general. So right, right. 
And uh, so you're left equidistant. We've already talked about that's uh, Mel and Zobat that mm-hmm. you're going to fight green for. And then your right equidistant that you share with yellow is Abyss Freya. Yeah. So, By far the juicier target. You, you, you're you're yeah. happy to get either, but there's going to be some throwing down over Abyss Freya to be certain. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, where a lot of the nastiness is going to come from. I can see red negotiating with green over Mel and Zobat. Or, you know, sharing it or even just giving up on it and being like, I want Abyss Freya. Yeah. But I feel like yellow is going to fight you for Abyss Freya with basically everything, everything they've, they've got. got. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and and I think uh, getting into that trait stuff, trait and tech skips, this one is obviously great for tech skips. You've got two mm-hmm. right there by you. Um, getting that third is a little bit trickier, but it's really not that bad. You can go through the alpha adjacent to green if you want, adjacent to uh, bounty. Um, or you can go take Aaron and Mir, you can go take Tarman, that's not too far away. Uh, and the traits I don't think are bad at all. You've got four hazardous pretty easily in range. And again, decent access to a wormhole opens up your opportunities quite a bit. Um, right. it's, it's not like you have that wormhole on, on lockdown, but it's also because it's the empty alpha. It's not like green is always going to have it plug, you know, that they might have it gummed up. But there's going to be some opportunities to to sneak through there and go, you know, do something about purple or go take mm-hmm. Lazar Sacculag or or all sorts of things like that. I'll say this: in situations where Red uh, claims Abyss Freya and holds onto their slice, they'll be sitting with uh, six planets outside their home system, mm-hmm. and three of those planets are hazardous. Yep. With you know two other hazardous, just one hex away yeah. in uh, Mir, which will probably will probably be even even more deeply defended. Right. Uh, or Zobat, which is probably not going to be a super important planet to green by comparison. Yeah. Uh, still pretty important because Zobat is worth three, so I don't know. I have a um, test game going right now uh, that's a split session game where I'm extra in this slice, mm-hmm. and things haven't like come online or anything yet. I let both of my neighbors take the equidistance, but as soon as I have like a good PDS network and a flagship, I mean, that's that's, you know... That's kind of a scary proposition for them, right? Like I, right. it's been we've been negotiating a lot, um, but the the theory is like if I have all that stuff there, if I did decide I want to take that stuff, I have a fighting chance to do so. Right. Yeah. So how do you how do you feel about it as an as an extra slice? Is it a fun extra slice? It's, it is. Should we fun. talk about any other factions? <laughs> <laughs> we like extra in all the slices. Right. Um, well, that, and and extra underperformed in the prelims, so I think we I think I was predisposed to give them a little bit of a boost uh, on this one, but all, but also like the the theory of board position mattering, I think matters the most to extra. So it's not right. even like uh you know it's not like extra is ever good in my opinion ever, uh, but what saves them is good board position, and so this slice has the potential to do that. Th- these first three slices are all going to be that way because that is yep. how they are designed to be really good board positions so yep. going on from here there's going to be not good extra slices um but but yeah i i feel all right with it um there's just you know you're slow and you gotta you gotta make things happen but a blue skip never hurts Let's- yeah i also i mean i think i think what's really strong about red and green are these blue skips yeah. and how and how well they're placed and i think that's gonna really change uh, the meta as far as what factions are considered good in the semifinals as right. compared to the prelims because the prelims was very like no blue like try and get rid of as much blue as possible yeah don't let anyone have blue whereas now it's like well can you even stop them really right. you know what i mean right. like people are gonna get grab drive lots of people are gonna get grab drive now yeah. um and quickly uh let's talk about yellow yeah yellow is obey your thirst sponsored by sprite thank you sprite, yeah, uh, sprite. so it's caffeine free 
That's their second tagline. Sprite. Yeah. It's caffeine free. Caffeine free. Yep. <laughs> uh, so this one, we call it Obey Your Thirst because uh, as will become immediately clear, Abyss Freya is like the thing you want. The yellow player is almost always going to treat Abyss Freya almost as if it is part of their slice. It is right. their manifest destiny to go take that those two planets. They need it more than Red needs it, which I think is going to be an interesting right. relationship. And they need it state. more than they're going to need their other equidistance. So let's talk about what the slice actually is. To your right, yeah. you have an asteroid field. To your left, you have Quan, which is the 2-1 and the beta wormhole. And right in front of you, you have Aranam Mir, which is the very, very good 1-2 and then the 0-4 with the red skip. So lots of influence, and you're actually kind of strapped for cash. You're, you're a little bit in trouble there, which is why Abyss right. Freya is so juicy. And your other equidistant is Kaysen Raron, which is a 1-2 and a 0-3, which is just even more influence. So there's a pretty good argument to be made that Yellow looks at the right equidistant and is like, I, I don't necessarily need more command counters i right. need some money so i have to push for abyss freya as hard as i can yeah um what jumps out to me about this slice is uh barony would be awesome here yikes because you because then fix, they don't yeah mm-hmm, you fix the problem of the slice right away um with your home system and then you're just like you're just an awesome barony with like plenty of money right. and plenty of command counters. Um, and you probably are able to take Abyss Freya with a pretty sizable force right away yeah. that, that yeah. Red might have difficulty contending with. So Yeah, and that's actually, it's weird, but when Sprite talked to us, they said <laughs> that they wanted it to be a good barony slice. Right. And we were just kind of surprised to hear that kind of verb verbiage from their marketing people. <laughs> But they they said they're just big. They're they all play Baron. They're big there, so. Yeah, they yeah. love that blue red. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the 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 other thing about the slice is you have an empty adjacent to Mechatol on your path. Um, so going with the positional stuff, Aranam Mirror is a great system, but it's not good for forward docks, right? You this yeah. slice is the first one where we kind of look at it and we go, "Ooh, there's not really anywhere great to like put." my stuff. I'm kind of probably holing up at home unless I can go take Abyss Freya. I think of this slice as being the four systems that you're just adjacent to and you maybe just lock those four down and you sit and you, you know, you only push out if the objective forces you to. But if right. you can get those three systems, you can play a pretty mean game. Um, yeah. So the the position is difficult, but it's not impossible, right? You you could still put a space dock on Aranam and and have stuff in front of your home. You you sure. could drop plenty of PDS that protect most of your slice, and even you know if you're if you're a PDS two type faction, you can threaten those equidistance. You're not you're not without it, uh, ability to solve your problems. Uh, yeah. it's just it's just a little bit more difficult than the previous three slices. Yeah, it's also cool to look at how much uh, the fact that you have Quan, I think one of the problems with uh, the yellow in the prelims map, Turtle's Paradise, is there wasn't anything to really shake it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like, it was your tight, like kind of guarded slice. But now that we have our tight guarded slice with a wormhole, it, I I feel like the dynamics of the slice are going to kind of go out of control. So, I mean, if you get a Biz Freya, you're sitting on five planets uh, three of them are hazardous with uh, the good side of a wormhole that mm-hmm. you could use to go get uh, one more hazardous in a uh, Saculag, which right. we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but also uh, just, I mean, it's the beta is, is right. It's North of Mechatol Rex. Yeah. So it's surrounded by pretty solid systems that you could go after from yeah. yellow yeah. basically. 
So, and can we talk about the supernova between you and Red a little bit? Because we didn't yeah. touch a ton on it. I wanted to get into like what Yellow's whole deal was before we, we got into this. But that supernova is a pretty clutch thing to have because yes. it, it further forces the issue onto Abyss Freya, right? Mm-hmm. You you don't get to have a contest of uh, forces anywhere else between these two slices. And both of them want that one very badly. Abyss Freya is just going to be where like the most fights in the semis happen for sure because of that supernova. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see a lot of games where yellow and red are going all the way, invading each other's home systems. Right. But all yeah, the the conflict on Abyss Freya is uh I mean it's 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 baked it's baked into the map itself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see people fight over that and how early they are and like yeah, just yeah, it's gonna be super cool. All right, Hunter, give me break break down purple for me. So purple is I think the weirdest one in this in this batch. Definitely. Um, and uh, so we wanted to go with a weird uh, brand and something to reflect kind of the positional weirdness of it. And if you look at it, if you look at the slice itself, it's kind of shaped like a donut. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's called America Runs on Duncan, sponsored by Duncan. Um, <laughs> Well, this is actually the first uh, name that we came up this with. Is, yeah, we did this one, and then the rest of the theme <laughs> fell kinda, into place. Kind of kind of worked its way. Yeah, you well, got, you got the donut. True, we were the... approached by Duncan yes. because they heard that we had a Duncan slice, <laughs> and they said, oh, can it be good for ghosts? And we said, okay. We, um, said, we said to Duncan, hey, Duncan, I thought you were trying to get away from the donut image. I thought you had a whole like breakfast sandwich and coffee thing going, right, and they were like, right. yes, yes, absolutely. Please push that when you talk about the slice. Uh, To which I said, oh, I'll happily talk about your delicious coffee and your wonderful, wonderful breakfast sandwiches. Uh, But at the same time, we don't want people to forget that we do donuts. Duncan still does donuts, folks, and we you can't forget it. Yeah. And how do you think about that slogan for Duncan? Actually, maybe (laughs) Duncan still does donuts, baby. Duncan still does donuts, but we're not called Duncan Donuts. Donuts. All right. But yeah, so so let's break down this slice. This slice uh, thematically, I'm going to say, is your risk-reward slice. Yeah, this is definitely. your, like, it's weird. There's potentially uh, you could get a lot of value out of it, basically. And, and if and if purple is left alone, they're going to run away with it. Right. Like, they're, like, going into the semifinals, I think every player needs to have a plan for if they're purple, how they're going to play this out because yeah. it's going to be strange. And if they're not purple, how are they going to make sure that purple doesn't get away with too much? Yes. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So the interesting thing about purple is in front of your home system is an empty space. So you do not have, uh, you know, one of those juicy planet tiles that lets you like put down a PDS grid and lock down right. all your stuff. Right. Um, so instead, uh, you're actually the only faction with planets on your left and your right. On your right is Lodor, the alpha wormhole with a 3-1 planet. And you have Cornique Resculon, which is a 1-2 and a 2-0. Both of those are basically like, those are decent planets. You could put a, you could, you could put a forward dock on either of those, but you're picking a direction, right? right. Um, and then uh, on the way to Mechatol is Tarman. So you could also make a move for Mechatol, right? Like you could get out to Tarman, lock that down, and then push for Mechatol. It's just that like in every scenario, you're kind of abandoning your home system a little bit and stretching yeah. thin. Your yeah. left equidistant is that case in Rayaron, which you actually do have kind of a... a uh, command counter problem in purple and it's lucky for you that yellow probably doesn't care about case and rare so there's a lot of situations where you're probably going to just go ahead and get case and rare and that's not going to be a big deal yeah but you yeah. have the opportunity 
to look at your right equidistant Lazar Saculag uh, and lock down a second tech skip, lock down a third industrial planet, uh, mm-hmm. and get three more resources. Uh, and and if you do both, you you're one of the few faction or one of the few slices that could get both their equidistants, maybe with relative ease. Uh, you're right. very early in speaker order, we assume, uh, so you're probably going to get a, a strategy card that is beneficial to you. You're picking a faction that is you know from. The majority of what's left so you might get a faction with some blue tech to start with and could mm-hmm. tech immediately into gravity drive you can make some moves early that help you lock down territory but in every situation you don't have a way to like back that up in a very strong way you're, you're yeah. you are going to be pushing yourself to make it all happen also like i like i like the way you just put it the fact that you're maybe gonna have a command counter problem meeting you need to go for what i consider like the less sexy case in Raren right. versus like the more, I think just better um, laser Saculag. And I don't say that because of, I wouldn't rather have three resources over uh, one resource and three influence. I don't say that, but it's the tech skip really. It's yep. a yellow, a yellow tech skip is nice. I think one of my personal favorite tech skips in general. Uh, but also just like if, if you have laser Saculag and Tarman, that's two, tech skips you're able to lock down right basically but then as far as command counters go i don't know i mean i don't know how you're even going to figure it out based off that yeah um also one thing i want to say right off the bat this is the i mean obviously any game of twilight imperium if sar gets in it's going to be a mess right this is the sar uh uh-oh we let sar in and now purple if purple gets sar that's a big problem yeah Yeah. you definitely should ban sar and even if you don't that blue better take sar because yeah blue needs it too we'll get to that but you definitely do not want purple to get sar that that's a recipe for disaster yeah purple purple and sar uh would be uh completely obscene opportunity i like um i like ghosts in uh in duncan and i like hakan in duncan quite a bit hakan in duncan would be very interesting um i think necro in duncan would also be pretty cool because we're less dependent on it's kind of like solving the slice it's not so much a positional thing so much as it's just like okay so it's a little command counter starved uh that's not a big deal i'm necro yeah, and you're also kind of okay with being in a position that is more towards a neighbor, right? You want that yes. forward dock like on Lazar Saculag, and it's like, yeah, let's go pluck away at blue all game, mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. or vice, you know, switch to yellow or whatever. But like be- being kind of forward like that doesn't necessarily hurt Necro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about the last slice. This is uh, the blue slice. We've been saying the colors. That's because of uh, the the tabletop simulator positions. Um, sorry if that was confusing to people. The north position, the, the 12 o'clock, uh, is blue, which is, just do it, sponsored by Nike. Uh, yep. This one is a rough go. We gave them almost nothing. And yet, what's so hilarious to me about this slice is people continue to say, when they look at it, man, that's power. That's really good. Like, this is a really <laughs> good slice, despite having almost nothing going for it. Yeah. So yeah, th- this is we really outdid ourselves with like how <laughs> how much how the meta breaks when you like really just kind of let anything slide. Uh, yeah, yeah. So to the left you have the nebula. Um, the nebula here is actually really important. This is actually the the big alteration that Hunter. If for those of you who played the test map, the the nebula and the supernova switched, um, and that's mostly because Hunter made a good point of when blue uh, runs away with it, when when Nike runs away with it here, uh, 
the the supernova was actually causing a situation where there's just like no way to do anything about them. Purple right. doesn't have like a good way to like move around. That supernova was like being able was was helping blue completely lock in victories for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so we needed some way, even if it's slowly, some way for for purple to be able to get in there and, and do something about it. So that I nebula is, like is pretty clutch. Nebulas in general, I feel like don't are just kind of like an underutilized yeah, tile because definitely. it's not, you know, it's like stuff can happen there and there's interesting rules involving neb- right. nebulas and I feel like the way this is set up purple and blue might spar over the nebula way more than any than other yellow and yeah. green or yellow and red we're going to right um, so then in front of home you again have absolutely nothing so you have nowhere for a good forward dock on the path to mechatol mm-hmm. uh, and then in front of that is an empty beta wormhole so there's even like the possibility that yellow could like send a destroyer through the beta wormhole and literally like plug your like stop your path from doing anything about Mechatol. So even though you are first faction pick, you actually kind of have a terrible slice to try to do something about Mechatol Rex. It's it's like not really in the cards for you. Um, But to the right of your home system, you have Barrig Lurda 4. Uh, I say to the right, that's like from the player perspective. If you're looking at the yeah. map, it is obviously on the left side. Anyways, you have Barrigler to 4, which is, of course, the best tile in the game. We had to give them something. If this is the only tile they're getting in their quote-unquote slice, it better be the good one. So right. that's the 3-1 and the 2-3. Um, and, you know, that that is actually enough to, like, get you off the ground, right? Yeah. Having the 3-3, three, three, you can get three resources. You can put a space dock there. You can get a command counter reliably. That's enough to, like, keep you alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but add to that, um, your uh, your left equidistant is of course Lazar Saculag that you share with Purple. But now on the whites, uh, on the on your uh, neighbor with uh, white is Arnor Lore, which is actually like not a terrible system. And because again, you are uh, you are likely picking first and getting a good faction and like getting warfare if you want it. There's like really good chance that you take Arnor Lore almost every single game. Like the, right. you, you you kind of get to stake a claim on Arnor Lore because you don't have anything else in your slice. And so and White might have difficulty challenging you on that. So you, you really have the ability to to turn your slice into this weird hook thing that is your home system, then Barrigler to four, then Arnor Lore. And depending on like what your start is, there's also a scenario where you easily get Lazar Saculag yep. before or yep. purple has decided to worry about it because purple is likely aiming for case and rare on first. So blue and purple both have these opportunities of getting both of their equidistance early, depending on how the two of them shake out. Someone's getting Lazar Saculag, and that will put them in having two equidistance, um, which uh, could be a pretty major uh, situation to for the rest of the board to have to deal with. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like what's, I think, powerful about blue at this point is you're going to if if everything plays out the way we think it will with you being the speaker which it should yeah. um you will kind of get to choose who who's going to be your your buddy and right. who's going to be your enemy as far as your neighbors go yeah um i think white with arnor lore if you give that to them that's probably that's a lot to give them right but uh, if you play nice with them, it's also not a lot for you to give up as long as you can guarantee yourself Lazar Saculag. Right. Now, if you guarantee yourself Lazar Saculag, then there's a good chance you and Purple are not buddies, and Purple got the second best faction available. Yes. Um, so it, I feel like as Blue, I can make an argument either way. That's what I like about it. Is like I could either put pressure on White, the, the worst um, faction yep. at the table, or... Um, go after purple and play nice with white. So I don't know. It, it's it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. 
Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this map almost specifically because of this slice alone. Um, yeah. It's just like the one that feels the most like truly dynamic. We've never made a slice like this in uh, a map and and it works like we have seen it work multiple times now in tests and it's kind of weird that people can just make it work. I mean, I've, we've we've played games where like what uh Snorcerer had only Vefit 2 and Sautor in their slice in a game and still one is Isaurl. Like it's not like the slice actually like is the thing that makes or breaks your game. It's just like right. a helpful thing to have. So that's what this whole structure has been trying to play with is the idea that like sometimes your slice isn't ideal. Uh, it's not like the 2019 prelims map where it's like everyone has the perfect slice that does exactly mm -hmm. what you need it to all the time. Um, right. And and this this particular map has I've really tried to push that as far as we can push it in terms of like how bad can I make a slice and still let it be good <laughs> yeah yeah I I love it do we want to do are we down to do mock, yeah. mock drafting let's yep. do a quick mock draft and then we've got two tournament updates to do uh, the tournament is the, the prelims are done but we haven't gotten the full write-ups of all of the games so we'll get to those but yeah let's let's do a quick little mini draft okay. all right so we've we've rolled um, I'm gonna be role-playing as uh, the white player, uh, the red player, and the purple player, and Matt's going to take blue, yellow, and green. None of those matter for our actual positions. It's just yes. it's just the way that we're we're working this out. So you'll hear oh, yeah, us I responding did, to each of those even... players. We'll yes. be referring to them by those colors, though. So uh, first up, Hunter is red. What is red? Yes. What does red want to ban here? Okay, so um, I'm going to just play it safe, and as the red player, I'm going to ban uh, Sar because okay. that purple. That purple slice is too scary. Yeah, and and we I think we have to have a serious conversation about factions that start with blue tech on this map um, yep. because those equidistance are so important. Uh, we don't want to really give anybody any advantages. And I've seen this conversation break out a million times of like it is a pretty strong argument to say, hey, no blue factions or no, none of the strong blue factions. Yeah. Um, so because of that, my blue player is going to go ahead and, and and say, so my blue player is assuming that they're going to end up in purple. Mm -hmm. um, they would love to maybe actually luck out and get Hakan, so I don't want right. to ban that one. Right. Um, See, I think I think purple now is going to be, or the, the the player that ends up in the purple slice it's is going to go back to the old logic. Yeah. Of but I also, I still don't want to give anybody, good. I don't want to give blue any advantages that I don't love. Uh, so right. I, I, I think I still want to take out Jolnar here. I don't know. I feel like we're doing this backwards, though, because those those best four really do get saved for last. The first two players have a pretty strong onus to, like, try to let a good one sneak yeah. through. I don't um, think I don't think in your position you should ban. I think I think the speakeasy or the just do it equivalent yeah. or the speakeasy equivalent. Sorry. Uh, banning Sar, I feel like is just a I can't have that be my neighbor. Me, yeah. Be, kind be of situation. Neighbor. And for me, yeah, actually, I don't know. Does that even make sense? Because somebody think, else is going to ban I think you would want to let SAR happen. I, th I think because yeah. you're going to take okay. SAR if it comes up. Let's let's you're back right. that up. You're right. Let's let, you're let's right. let Red right. repick. Let's do it. Let's do it smarter. Let's do it smarter. Um, what what is my kind of sixth or seventh pick then that I don't want to deal with by the same logic? Right. You know what? Ghosts. Here we go. I think I'm so. taking ghosts out because yeah. I think I think ghosts in purple I don't want to have to deal with. I don't want ghosts for myself. Right. And that guarantees uh, that that purple would be able to jump on Lazar Sacculag. I mean, they, yep. they would just go there right away, probably, yep. to get that kind of problem sealed. 
I don't know why I'm going straight into counterpicking, and that might not actually pan out for most people, but that's that's what I'm going to stick with yeah. this time. Um, well, because of that, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna also not do like a top four, but also like I don't want to do Hakan. I think I'm going to do Barony here. I don't need blue getting Barony. I don't need them getting that blue, the, the anti-mass and like all that money solves mm-hmm. a lot of the issues that they're going to have. I want to make sure they have to bleed for it. So yeah. Uh, my my person that's going to end up in purple slice is going to ban uh, the Barony Aletnev. Now my yellow player, who we assume will also end up in yellow, that's convenient. Uh, yellow player here thinks they're going to be in Turtles Pair. I'm I'm so used to the prelims name. We've been doing it for two yeah, months. Just, uh, uh, yellow's in Sprite here, uh, and uh, they they see the writing on the wall. These good factions have got to go. So that's when Sar gets banned. Yeah, uh, so Sar's banned there. Next up is Green, who will end up in. Uh, Wendy's most likely we'll see how things shake out but yeah. that's when uh, that's when Jolnar needs to get tossed out as well all right and then purple um okay so I, so you I gotta got... look at soul if I'm all the other players of the map are yelling about soul here what's interesting is Nalu is a great f- faction and very very good but because the blue because the blue tech thing becomes such a big deal with these equidistance uh, I, I feel like Nalu does not become as much of a top priority. And especially Nalu in those first two slices, I don't think does especially hot. <laughs> those are not yeah, Nalu slices by any stretch. So it's like yeah, kind of safe maybe to let Nalu through. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I I do wonder if it's worth thinking about in terms of like, who do I want to pit blue and purple? Who do I want to try and uh, them game them into, into fighting each other? Yeah. Um, so I think for that reason, I'm going to leave in Necro. Sure. And, and then I also think I'm going to leave in, well, Hakan. Hakan seems dangerous. I feel like Hakan's got to go. Hmm. I'm going to, there's going to be another player. I'm just going to get rid of soul. Yeah. Make sure right that the, make sure the last person doesn't screw that up for us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we go to the last player, White, who's also played by me. And I'm looking at what's happened, and I'm like, hmm. And you're this is the person who really has now. They you have the option. Do you know like this person has to decide? Am I going to put myself in Visa right? And if I'm going to put myself in Visa, who is the last faction I definitely don't want to see in uh, Nike right? I do not want to yeah. see. X in Nike, and who does that mean for Visa? Or See, maybe though, maybe your plan isn't to take Visa. That's no. the thing about what has made uh, Visa such a hard slice to create is because the nature of Nike pushes them so hard into white. A lot of people are like, you know what? I don't even want to do that. It's a good slice, but boy, is that like a bad relationship right from the get-go. So we, yeah. we see a lot of people skip Visa and pick something different first. Here's the thing. I think, though, now that now that I'm thinking I, I'm going to have any slice I want, I can kind of look at the options, and I think I would rather let Hakan go in blue at this point because I get something out of that. Yeah. Right? Like... If if I'm going to be picking last, that we've got a lot of four commodity factions left sure. in the pool, so I have I will probably likely be able to make myself a solid trade partner for Hakan. Um, we'll probably be able to negotiate for Arnor Lore, so I'm just going to foresee that. And now I either want to take out Necro or Nalu mm-hmm. or even L1, right? 
I would look at at this point. And I think it's going to have to be Nalu yeah. because the zero is just too strong for yeah. a tournament okay. play. Yeah, I, I think Nalu is going to be a weird, is going to be a slightly rarer ban, but I think it. I think you make a good case. Uh, so Hunter, now you are white. Do you take Visa or do you look elsewhere? Do you do you want to start off with that relationship with? And of course, this is Hunter and I doing this blind. There's going to be conversations between those two players that completely impact how this decision gets made. But but where does our yeah. where does our white player end up? So this white player, I've decided their plan that, that I'm kind of just coming up with on the fly is to get a four commodity faction and be Hakan's buddy. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not have to be in the white slice to actually do that. Right. Really at all. And I've got uh, extra is four commodities. The assumption you're making being that blue will take, that the person yes, in yes. Nike will take Hakan well, it because doesn't of matter the blue who tech. T- it, 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 somebody's going to take sure. him. And, and I'm just looking at this now being like, I want to... I want to game it out and try and be their buddy. We got embers. We've got extra. Right. That's it for four for four commodities yep. that have made it thus far. Um, there's also Mentak as a kind of chaos pick. Sure. Um, the thing about all these factions is they could all use a blue skip. Right. So I actually think I'm going to take um, bounty. Okay. Instead, so that's so that's bounty the doing. green slice gets picked, yep. and now purple is up. So yeah, since so now I'm purple. I kind of don't like what white did actually from my perspective now. Um, <laughs> I don't like what I did to me. Well, I don't like yeah, I don't like the position I put myself in. I don't want to take the red slice because that's a lot of heat. Yep. And you're very late in faction picking, and it feels like you got to have some control over your faction to like yeah. You can't be fifth pick and like figure out how to make it work in red. I'm also kind of bummed that that Necro is still in there. So nec- it could be Necro or Hakan, I feel like, in yeah. blue. Um, But in that case, I kind of, I could end up with Yin. I could end up with... It's not bad odds that you'd be able to defend yourself against Nike with the factions that are here. I think no. I think I think I'm gonna go for uh, for Visa. There's a green actually, skip. At this it's, point. it's still a very good slice. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, a it's very so solid. funny how that meta of Nike really impacts the Visa decision. It's yeah. it's really tricky. Yeah. All right, I'm up. I'm the green player. Um, I I see plenty of decent factions here, and I really I I would rather have the ability to have a path to Mechatol and also that blue skip. I think it's pretty obvious that I should take uh that I should take Wendy's here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then my yellow player. Um, doesn't I, I just I don't see an argument for like trying to force myself to get second strategy card pick uh, because gonna, ghost is out. Basically. Yeah, ghost is out. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think I really do think the writing is on the wall from here. So I'm, I'm going to just like do the normal decision of yellow takes uh, yellow takes. Uh, what is it called? Oh, it's called <laughs> Sprite. Sprite. Yeah, Sprite. there you go. Yellow takes Sprite. Uh, and then blue's going to hop into Duncan, which then, of course, leaves so Hunter red with red as nike and now we got to put these factions in these slices what are we going to do all right so i'm looking at it and i'm like so here's the dilemma that i'm in now because i want hakan but necro is not going to make me happy in purple Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm looking at it now that would be the assumption i feel like the most logical assumption would be well i i think i as the purple player will tell you i'm not thinking about necro i don't think necro uh does it for me i think i have other thoughts for what i want and necro necro is not in there well since you've said that then i'm just going to take a con yep yeah okay um see what happens okay i think that 
Blue here wants uh, the Yin Brotherhood. Uh, I've got a one, two adjacent to home. I start with two carriers and I can split them and I can easily go in both directions. Maybe I don't get to both equidistance first, but I can start pushing that way and my ground forces are going to get me where I need to go. Um, So I feel pretty all right with Yin Brotherhood in this uh, slice. Um, Interesting. So next up is yellow. Uh, Yellow's looking at that Hakan across the table. Yellow's looking at uh, all the juicy... um, uh, influence that they have access to um so it's not feeling like a necro thing necro doesn't really take advantage of what this slice has to offer um but uh muat looks pretty freaking cool here x looks all right uh i would like a better uh filled out slice for x like i want that forward dock to be more effective than that um but being able to lock down both of my equidistance could be pretty lucrative man um, necro is kind of redundant in yellow it's kind of yeah. just like yeah, you don't need. Yeah, don't it's, need a, it's a weird get. Um, I think I, I don't want to say Muat only because the game I'm playing in has Muat in this slice, but I like don't think it's a bad idea. I think this is kind I, of a cool. I don't Muat think I, slice. I. I honestly don't really. I don't know that I get it, but don't get Muat here. I don't well, think I. I, I think it gives I were... me it gives me some muscle to push mm-hmm. that Abyss Freya issue a bit more, and then that's I actually true. have the money to afford. But that's that's a that's a decent gamble i think i'm gonna say extra here i i don't love i don't feel completely confident in it but i think that it's gonna be decent and it's a way to help me defend my slice when my slice my the 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 defense of my slice is so critical i think i would have taken l1 i would have been you in in that in that slice yeah i think i would have yeah well uh i don't want to because my green person uh definitely wants l1 Okay, uh, I want to fight for both one. equidistance. Uh, I'm the next pick. Blue I've got a skip. blue skip. I've That's got a yellow skip. Uh, good. This is a delicious L1 slice, uh, and they are definitely nabbing that up. Um, so purple Hunter. is just like, can't believe that Necro, Necro made is it still this in far. here. <laughs> and they're just going to take Necro now in probably the game. Yeah, Necro in, <laughs> Necro in Visa uh is a is a pretty wild necro with a fed slice and then white is our final one they're sitting in green um they don't like that they are they're next to necro which was actually their fear between necro and l1 that's a doozy um so what we're looking at is you know what i mean i think in this situation i would take muat i got the blue skip skip. i'm gonna that's true I'm going to contend with uh, extra for Hakan's favor. You don't have access to a ton of money to afford future war sons, That's but you can true. maybe, but your four commodities and currently extra is the only other four commodity faction at the table. You could have a seat at the Hakan trade negotiations. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's, but also we could just go with Sarl. Yep. Uh, Sarl um, loves a blue skip as well. Yeah. Sarl does love a blue skip. I actually think he's Sarl's probably the smarter pick. Mentak. I don't love it. I don't like it much at all. I think I would do it though in this situation because here's the here's the reason why blue skip, um, Hakan is in the game. I feel like I'd rather play spoiler now. I would rather try and spoil this extra Hakan uh, relationship mm-hmm. than and and you know what the only thing that Necro is gonna maybe nab off of me is mirror computing, which makes it sound like it's not a big deal. That's actually a huge deal, it's a big but deal. <laughs> but. There's but it's better than prototype war sun too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, basically, if I if I take embers, then I can't get prototype war sun too. You know what? And I don't. Hunter Donaldson, you are not giving a strong enough case to Sardak right now. 
Yeah, your, you're right. Your newfound should, love should be in there. And that blue skip is pretty nice for Sardak. That is true. Um, why do I not like Sardak? I think it's because Hakan is in the game that I don't yeah. like Sardak very okay. much. Um, I feel like... Also, like, L1 is pretty set up to counter me with uh, all the bombardment kind of taking right. my my foot my foot soldier advantage yeah. kind of out of the out of the game. Right. Uh, I don't like being neighbors with them. I don't have any tech that I mean Necro is going to have fun trying to mess with me. Right. That was my thinking. I think the two most interesting choices right now for me are Mentech or uh Muat. And I actually think I'm going to go uh Mentech. Wow. That's wild. Just be I weird. wouldn't have expected that. Just be very weird. Sure. That'd be okay. a very strange game. So there it is. Uh, the the our little mock draft here ended up with the Emirates of Hakan in Just Do It, sponsored by Nike. The Yin Brotherhood in America Runs on Duncan, sponsored by Duncan. Uh, you've got Extra in Obey Your Thirst, sponsored by Sprite. <laughs> you've got this sucks to do back to back. This is you got L one Z one X in Where's the Beef, sponsored by Wendy's. You have the Mentac Coalition in the Quicker Picker Upper, sponsored by Bounty. And of course, Necro somehow ended up in It's Everywhere You Wanna Be, sponsored by Visa. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird recipe of a game. We did right a there. weird draft. I think. <laughs> I feel like that was a weird example. Yeah. Everybody did strange stuff, but, uh, but there you go. That's just how, that's our first pass on it. I think I'll say the thing that I feel like we really got out of it mm-hmm. was, uh, purple's a cool yin slice. Purple's actually. a really, yeah, it's not I something I had even thought of it. until I, until it was sitting in front of me, but that is a pretty dope yin slice. Most, yep. mostly based because of their two C4I start. Right, yep. the, the two carriers for infantry means I can kind of pick both directions and maybe be okay. And, and I'm decent at holding my stuff. Yeah, efficient to influence planets. We've yep. got uh, one of them right next to us, and we've got another one On uh, that is very much in play. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Interesting. Um, all right, Hunter, it's time. It's time for some uh, prelims tournament updates. We've got game 32 and game 33 to cover real quick here. Uh, so, of course, as always, thank you to Space Lawyer, our field reporter out yes. there getting the scoops. Our journalist. Uh, our journalist for the for the tournament. Uh, and so in game 32, we've got a win from uh, Adolf Healer, which we will be... <laughs> petitioning him to change his username i think i thought we were going to do the thing where we say you want to do a bit i don't think the bit makes sense if you haven't read the name hunter what do you want to call him um well i I, the bit starts now the bit is starting right now yeah the so the bit is not so this all of this is edited out and it's just a bit between me and you matt hunter and this one guy sure so the winner of game 32 uh his name is uh, a a golf healer Hmm. um the interesting it's a fun name. name. Uh, he was playing as Isarl in Gashfather Part Three. Um, I guess. Do you want me to read this first one, or do you want to read the this one? Uh, I'll read the second one. You read this one. Right, uh, cool, I do cool, want cool. to make some notes of stuff that isn't in in here. Uh, this was actually a pretty big game in terms of like the players that were in it. This one actually had seven in it. Pacer Lee, which both of them are really, uh, they, mm-hmm. they they are very active on the TTS Discord. Mifi Bread was in there, and he's he's a very good player. He's a semifinalist from last year. Um, and then I don't have much history on Aiko and Salty McScrub, but Pacer Lee and Seven uh, live near each other. Are are like in real life friends. They are the commentators of our uh, Franken game that we did a while ago. Oh right, yes. And yes. this doesn't talk the 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 rundown you're about to read doesn't talk about this much, but like they came into this and and. 
I'm not saying they were working together, but I'm also not going to say they weren't working against that, that they were working <laughs> against each other very much. Uh, so uh, this this is a very interesting game, and uh, they were both, I think, caught off guard by the Asarl victory here. So de- definitely, right. um, definitely an interesting game that they kind of had in the bag for a lot of it, and then like, bam, Asarl is there, and you forgot about them. And we both got to watch the ending of this game. Yes, uh, we did, which, is which was, was a uh, hilarious ending. So Hunter, go ahead and... You know, all right, here we go. Here's me. here's the report. Um, Seoul did the Seoul start. They took politics round one into leadership round two, taking Mechtal, uh first action round two, grabbing Imperial round three. Uh, Barony and Purple tried to buy the speaker token from uh, one from Seoul in yellow. Um, Yin in red disrupted that trade by offering a support swap with Soul, so that they did not sell the speaker token. Soul was was happy to take Yen's offer, since he never really planned on selling the speaker token. The first agenda of the game was Swords to Plowshares, which passed and destroyed lots of ground forces from the Soul player, who had uh, used Orbital Drop in the first two rounds a lot to reinforce his planets, but gave lots of trade goods to them as well, which is like, I mean, I never know what to do with that I know. agenda. It's you know a, what I mean? It's an interesting one. It Especially this up, early, that early, that's a bold. I think that's yeah. a bold play. In like round yeah. four, oh, you get the trade goods every single time. Sure. But like round, round two, round three, it's like, ooh, you're gonna take the trade goods? Wow. Yeah, okay, I, someone's I, confident. I never know what to do? Yeah. Um, and added add to that uh, a well played trade rider by Soul. So Soul got like lots money. of money on that. Yeah. Um, L one in Speakeasy and Barony and Lil Brother. Uh, support swapped early and gutted into their respective other neighbors. Uh, that's Seven and yes. uh, uh, Pacer. Yep. Um, which were Mentak in the best one, attacked by L1, and Soul in Turtles Paradise. Isn't that crazy that Soul made it to Turtles Paradise? Um, which was attacked <laughs> yeah, we by We didn't Barony. even talk about that, but <laughs> Yeah, it didn't, it didn't even make sense. Uh, <laughs> Barony's attack on Soul was supported by the rest of the table because Soul got up to five points in round five with the Imperial grab. Round three. You read your round three. Okay. Yep. Moving Five on. points in round three. Uh, Barony took the system right in front of Jord and asked for Soul's support to not activate Soul's home system. Since the support was already with Yin, Soul had nothing to offer, and Barony took uh, Jord <laughs> while Soul retreated his forces and used Warfare to pull the retreat token and place four planets from Barony to stop Letnev from scoring a control objective. Before Soul is able to retake his home system, a big Yin fleet including the huge van, enters the scene by taking a system. This is what a funny way to say that. The the huge van enters the scene. (laughs) Stage right. Um, Huge van enters the scene by taking a system adjacent to Yord, which causes the loss of soul support for the Yin player. Yin tries to renegotiate soul support by offering to blow up the Barony's fleet with the huge van, but wanted to hold Yord for one round. Yeah, no thanks. Soul rejects <laughs> because he needs his home system <laughs> uh, back faster to have a shot at winning. Barony gives Soul two options. A, Barony attacks Soul's only viable fleet that could take back Yord and basically cost Soul the game. Or B, Soul gives his regained support for the throne to Barony and Barony attacks Yin, uh, attacks the Yin fleet and empties Yord. Soul takes option B. Good choice. Leading, yeah, <laughs> smart choice. Um, <laughs> lose or maybe not lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leading to seven victory points for Barony and the destruction of both the Barony and the Yin fleet when the huge van explodes. With his home system back, Soul is able to score three unit upgrades, putting them at seven points as well as in striking distance. 
in the meanwhile, L1 has a really good board position after gutting Mentak, has a stage two objective locked down, and a handful of secrets, possibly getting him to eight victory points this round. The re-energized Sol takes care of that threat, sending two advanced carrier twos, a destroyer, a fighter, and two ground forces with a flank speed to L1's home system, which is only protected by two PDS2 and two ground forces. Uh-oh. Um, Sol wins the flight, the the fight, <laughs> with a Yomli... Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, I got it. I got this. Shut up. Shut up. Sol wins the fight with a lonely surviving Spec Ops soldier and goes from zero home systems to two home systems with win one round. That's a cool way to put that. Yeah. Um, while the rest of the galaxy is filling the space with debris and blood, the Sarl is chilling their way into victory. With no one going after them, they are able to easily fill out their slice and make some deals for control objectives. With three sabotages in hand, oh my god, yeah. uh, as well as a parlay and a ceasefire, and being able to get elected Minister of Science <laughs> and Minister of Peace, <laughs> what happened? What? That's I didn't even realize that, and I saw the end of this game. Yeah. They feel pretty invincible, which of course they should. Um, they feel pretty invincible in the mid-game, while staying in or a little behind the pack score-wise uh, as so as to not pull the attention of the table. In round six, when L1 is not able to score enough points with Imperial, Barony gets publicly disgraced when picking leadership and nobody else is able to score 10 points. Denny Sarl reveals their plan to conquer the galaxy to the whole table. <laughs> After everybody has passed, the Asaro player reveals their secret objectives, control the region, and make an example. Uh, and explains to the table how he will score them as well as the three unit upgrade <laughs> stage two to win the game while everybody is doomed to watch him take the victory. Maybe the most Isarl win of all of the tournament. It's like um, a yeah, villain in a movie where he's like, okay, this is how you are all going to die. Uh, yeah, you're going to watch it unfold. <laughs> the way the way that he talked them through his victory after it was like over yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was like maniacal. And it was so <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, so that was uh, a golf healer, um, which is his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the name he picked. All um, right. I want to give you all uh, game 33, uh, mm -hmm. which, uh, oh, Hunter, wait, we didn't read the the tagline for game 32. I have it right here. Uh, Space Lawyer always gives us a headline here for these oh, yes, reports. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is me, me, from zero to two home systems in one round, probably the most Asaro win of our, all Asaro wins. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, that, those are just some lines pulled from the article. We'll, right. We'll so that back. was kind of like, you know, when a movie is called right. something and then they say the title. <laughs> I'm going to take my knives out now. <laughs> Okay, oh, is, uh, we, we were talking about Knives Out again. That's I know, well, we're, we're not talking about it. We're moving on. Uh, game okay, 33 yeah, we're, 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 is Sometimes It Takes a Crown and a Ceasefire to Crown a King. Uh, and this is a win by Sabian as Sardak Nor in Turtles Paradise. That's the second time this has happened. What is going on with Turtles Paradise? There was some, it's, I don't know. It's just a great Sardak there. slice. It's a, you yep. sit... You, you you build up, you get the tech you need with that green skip, and then you come out into the late game uh, way more intense than anybody expected. Right. So here's, here's the report. The draft went a little bit wild, with Turtles Paradise getting picked second despite not performing that well in the tournament. Sabian, the later winner, went on... Uh, went into the game with the hope to get Sardak Nor in Turtles Paradise and having Jolnar as a neighbor in uh, Speakeasy. 
Well, I wouldn't be a neighbor. Uh, or not a neighbor, yes. but having Jolnar in, they were hoping to let Jolnar through and, and be able to uh, let them in speakeasy. Turns out the magical Christmas land happens for Sabian. Not, the, that's not, a, no, that's not what that term means. And I, <laughs> well, like, you omitted a very important word. Turns out the personal, personal magic <laughs> sure. Christmas land happens for Sabian. Sure. At the I beginning, don't understand why he would be planning for this. Yeah, I love it. Uh, at the beginning of the game, a war between Muat and Asarl started because of some kind of misunderstanding when trading. Asarl, who had picked trade round two, offered Muat a 4 for 4 trade with a support for the throne swap. Uh, Isarl was partially doing this because Muat's war son was threatening Isarl's slice and their chance to score con- uh, control six planets outside of their home system. Muat agreed without explicitly saying that he won't break the support swap. I think that's generally how that goes. Uh, <laughs> with the four trade goods from trade, Muat was able to pick up the custodian point. He then takes a planet from Isarl, giving them back their support, but scoring six planets outside of their home system. Muat has a strong fleet and enough tokens to use Starforge. Isarl reacts to this threat by picking Diplomacy Round 3 and locking down the War Sun with it. They then take Aaron Amir using their flagship's ability to move through other ships. Because they're Asarl, they had an unexpected action and use it to pull the token from Aranam Mir and take Muat's home system, which only had some destroyers but no infantry on the planet. So uh, Muat having that thing that happens to Muat sometimes where they just get gutted because they only have one war son on the board. Yeah. Uh, in the meanwhile, L1 also attacked Muat. Oof, ouch. Uh, by unsuccessfully taking, uh, but trying to take the system in front of Muat's home system despite Muat offering to trade a deal for L1 to keep the planets for one round. In the following agenda phase, Asarl manages to get Muat publicly executed. Jeez, guys. Wow, this Muat got destroyed uh, in, a, in a not fun way. Uh, on the other side of the galaxy, the research agreement was thrown around by Jolnar like candy, at times being promised to more players than the fishy scientists could actually <laughs> give it to. <laughs> With two tech objectives out, Sardak decided to take Imperial and Mechatol round three, also swapping supports with Extra for not getting shot at with PDS2. Muat retreats, and Sardak takes Mechatol as well as the Imperial Point in round six. The first opportunity to win the game opens up for Jolnar. They're sitting at six points, and one of the stage two tech objectives is Master the Sciences, while they only need one more tech to score it. Jolnar has uh, two relatively easy secrets with uh, Unveil Flagship and Gather a Mighty Fleet. They convinced L1, who is sitting right after them in speaker order, to pick tech by promising them research agreement and giving them the opportunity to score Master the Sciences as well. L1 agrees, and Jolnar picks leadership to score first in the agenda in the uh, status phase. When L1 wants to take tech, they get publicly disgraced by Isarl. Uh, the bad thing for Jolnar is they had sabotage. Uh, they had a sabotage until the agenda phase, right before round six, where they were forced to discard a random action card, which was the sabotage. Because <laughs> nobody picks tech round six, Jolnar needs a new plan. Good for them; they have focused research in their hands. Bad news for the fishes, two sabotages have not been played yet. Even worse for them, Isarl uses Magion on Jolnar and pulls out the focus research to stop Jolnar from scoring Master of the Sciences. Ugh. With only Unveil, Flagship, and Gather a Mighty Fleet, Jolnar moves up to eight points. Likewise, Isarl, Extra, and Sardak all make it to eight victory points, while Muat is at seven and L1 at six. I want to give credit to that Muat player for making it to seven points at this yep. point. But yeah, having, sounds like after being literally just, everyone yeah. was playing against you like it was late game or something, <laughs> like you were about to win. Right. Jeez. In the agenda phase, Jolnar sees no path to victory for him because all players are in striking distance, and he will pick second to last next strategy phase. This is why he gambles for a game-changing agenda and vetoes a Minister of Exploration exploration as the second agenda. The upcoming Ixthian Artifact gets quashed by Extra, and the final reveal 
revealed agenda is Crown of Amphidia, which is the take someone's, uh, you get a point, and then if someone takes mm-hmm. your home system, you lose the point. Xchai uses Muat's and L1's political secrets to stop them from voting. Voting because Jolnar has his flagship and a fleet of three Dreadnought 2s in range of Xchai's home system, they put all of their votes on Turtles. Uh, it, so, in essence, they want to give Xchai the point and then take the point from themselves with their big scary fleet. Xtar realizes that he will be the target and therefore votes for Sardak instead, who is speaker at the moment and sitting at eight points. Sardak was just about to give his votes to Xtar because they confused Crown of Amphidia with Shard of the Throne, which is lost only when losing a single battle, when Jolnar explains to them that uh, how Crown works and that they would be a coward to not take it themselves. So Sardak uh, finally takes the present and puts their votes on themselves. With the point from Crown of Amphidia, Sardak moves up to nine points, having the two-unit upgrade public objective in the bag and having speaker token. So the only chance to stop him is to take out his home system. With only L1Z1X having a decent fleet and range, all hopes lie on the robots. When they activate Sardak's home system, the Sardak player reveals L1's ceasefire, which he had been holding for ages and was probably forgotten about by L1. So Sardak wins a game in Turtles Paradise with all of the public tech objectives on the table. All four of the public tech objectives were there, and Sardak still won the game from arguably wow. the worst slice. What is, a game out of Sabian. Shakespeare stuff yeah. right there. That is poetry. <laughs> That's beautiful. Love it. Very All right. Well, we like so that. that puts us up to game 33, which means we only have three more games to cover. They have been played. Again, the prelims are over, but we will have those next week uh, in, in the episode uh, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anyways, what is this new bit? It's time for rules quiz. Oh, no. Did he turn it against me? How could this happen? No. Where we do a rules quiz, and uh, the kind of general way that we do it is uh, Matt's an idiot, Hunter's oh, really smart, no. so we will quiz Matt uh, mean, meanly. Wow, Milty went behind my back, didn't he? Uh, no, I came up with this on my own. Uh, um, sure. <laughs> anyways, I'm just going to credit Milty for no particular reason, um, just because I think Milty does a good job, and he's a great guy, um, but I wrote this, and I'll read it to you now. Um <clears throat> Ask him, uh, or sorry. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you write it that way, Hunter? That's weird. (laughs) I'm such an idiot. (laughs) Go on. Um, Yeah, yeah. So uh, when exactly does the Winu pick their starting tech? Oh, that's hilarious. What is it? What is it before? essentially wow when does or, one man i used to actually have this committed to memory like i i made a point to mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. denote this and i have since forgotten okay when does the winu pick their starting tech i i'll, I'll give you just kind of the the windows that it sure could be. okay is that's it, helpful is, i'll yeah i'll make it multiple choice since you didn't know it off the top of your head um is it before building the map before seeing their secret objectives or before seeing the public objectives Okay, so in theory, it is a part of gathering your components is is mm-hmm. my is my thought process here. And gathering your components, man, is that before the map is even built? I think it might be. I want to either say before the map is built or right after that before secret objectives. But I'm going to stick with before the map is even built. I think it's like, I think it's extra not great for Winu uh, just to be another nail in the coffin. Yeah, 
Um, you almost got it. Okay, it, darn. It's, it's after the map is built, but before objectives. Right. Oh, you know what it is? You pick. Okay, I know. I remember now. It's you pick a faction, then you build the map, and then you gather your components. And that's yeah, yeah where I was off. Okay, yep, interesting. Yep. Hunter, you snuck that on me. I really did not know that was going to happen. Yep, I've that been was fun. On doing that. Uh, so, and also, if you're interested in uh, adding little segments like that to the show, um, that that is a weird bear segment that uh, Billy uh, has asked for a has number ployed. of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually don't know. If, I don't think Billy is currently a uh, weird bear. Thing, well, we we like also we gave weird bear status to last year's like the end oh, of the year yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. space kitty so a lot of them got that we got to get more of them to, to capitalize on that anyways hunter let's do the rest of that rundown give me that patreon business. yeah so hey thanks everybody that supports our patreon regardless of level um yeah. i've got a couple patreon specific things to throw out there um there is going to be a new galactic council poll coming out for the galactic council episode uh for april um uh, one little note is that there's going to be a lot of tournament coverage around that time. Uh, so the actual day that the Galactic Council episode comes out, uh, we're going to keep that really loose. Yeah. Um, but a lot of my suggestions are kind of tournament themed. Um, I've got three of them right now. I don't. I, I'm going to have a fourth and a fifth, but I don't have it right off the top of my head. Um, I will probably put out the poll tomorrow. Um, here are the three that I have currently. If you just want to go ahead and start thinking about them, though. Um, what would a Dune or Root tournament look like? That's an episode we could do. Um, another one would be uh, an overview of all of the tournament data, which right. we should have by that time. Just us talking about specific trends that we saw. Yeah. Um, I mean, this we... could be a prelims thing, too, because the, the data f after prelims is going to get a lot muddier, right? Because like the yeah. slices change and all that. So this one, I would almost think more of what are the data from the prelims teach us because that's 36 yes. games on the same map that's a lot of information right right um another one uh is a player profile for the winner of the tournament mm -hmm. um this is something we talked about doing uh last year but we never really got around to it and i feel like this would be a way to lock that in and make sure that that actually happens within sure. the schedule um another one i just came up with <laughs> actually um and that i'm just gonna go ahead and throw out here Let, i'll see if you can feel free to veto this right now um but one thing that I would like to highlight this year that we did not do, uh, we kind of did as we went, um, were some of the notable like losers in right. the semifinals, like people sure. that honorable were really mentions. Good. Yeah, the and and I I think um, and th that maybe sounds kind of condescending, but honestly, there were people that lost in the semifinals last year whose games I still think about who as players. Yeah. Um, I, I think are like super, uh, super talented, right. uh, talented as I think a weird word to use with Twilight Imperium, yeah. but I guess it makes sense. Um, uh, it, and actually just a little shout out I want to throw out. Um, I actually played in person with, uh, I always mess it up, but Ms. Luski. Milzuski. Milzuski. His name Michael is Michael Lezuski. Okay, his name is Michael. Um, and uh, he was a semifinalist last year um, who, oh my God, his game was so close. I believe it was the final knockout game I'm thinking of um, where it was really down to the wire yeah. uh, between him and was it nine? In it may have been nine. I think, I think it was. It I think nine been. is the one who clutched that one out. Yeah. So, so, uh, and actually, I feel like I may have just gotten that wrong, but. Uh, but regardless, uh, very uh, it was very cool to play with him, uh, and uh, yeah, I just want to have an episode where we talk about people like that. Yeah. Um, cool. So there there will be one more option thrown in there. I like to have five. The way I do it lately is I throw out five options in the first wave. Everybody votes. The top two 
are then taken to a second round of voting. So everybody gets kind of double say. Um, and that's also how I do uh, the next part I want to talk about, which is uh, the Hunter Donaldson fan club stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will be happening on March 20th. Um, I've got four options for it. I might throw in a fifth, but I haven't thought of anything. And I kind of already have a feeling of like what you guys are going right. to want. These we'll always, the streams it. always end up being really between two from the get go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I always like to throw out a wild card just sure. in case. Um, so, uh, first option is um, I will play on a rough draft of the finals map, straight up Twilight Imperium game, uh, nothing weird or anything like that, but um, it will be kind of, and it will probably be pretty rough at that point, March yeah. 20th. Yeah, there's still no be... way I'll have a final version of that thing even close. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the second one I want to throw out there, and I will probably regret this one, um, <laughs> but I've been thinking about doing a Twitch Plays TI kind of thing where I am just merely a puppet, a vessel, uh, and everyone on Twitch tells me what to do in a game of TI, basically, where I will yeah. make all my decisions uh, based on what you guys want. That even, you know, I'll go go ahead and even say that that will extend to how we play TI, like what type of game it sure. is. I will just let you guys make all the decisions, and it will probably be kind of boring and, and weird for me, um, but probably <laughs> but very, very interactive fun to watch. With yeah. Chat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good content, maybe uh, kind of stressful. Um, the next option that no one will pick, but Animal Crossing New Horizons, <laughs> please let me play it. Uh, it comes out on March 20th. It, you can pick it if you want, and then I'll play Animal Crossing all night, and we'll talk about Animal Crossing. Um, the next one is, uh, even though I've heard this game is like kind of a mess right now, yeah. uh, I'm, I like to throw up any uh, real-time strategy games or just strategy games in general. Um, Warcraft 3, the uh, Reforged Edition or whatever, it's yeah. like their kind of remake Remaster. of it. And I'd be down to play multiplayer or even just campaign or whatever. Um, that one is, you know, that that's that's out there just to, just yeah. to gauge interest. Uh, I um, want to thank our space kitties and our weird bears. I want to thank our weird bears, Ponchadori, Fargonis, and T.G. Welch. And I want to thank our space kitties, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Umar, Fyroso, Julian, Arwise, and Necrofirewall. Ooh, and YouTube. Uh, I, I want to apologize to everybody that has been watching Matt's extra game that i've been <laughs> uploading slowly uh there was like a several day gap because i had to move right i moved to a new place and now i am at the new place uh and um you will be seeing the rest of that game uploaded uh there will be one part up tomorrow and then the final part hopefully like the next day or the day after that um so there you go cool uh, i want to do a, a little thing we we this happened like a year or maybe more ago but we got like a, a an email from a student of a teacher who was like it was just like a thing where the person wanted a really good shout out uh and it was it was just such a sweet email and we actually have a follow-up to that that just i, I was going to read this real quick because it's it's just very nice uh uh, I just wanted to thank you, as you may uh, remember, some time ago I asked if you could give a shout out to my teacher in one of your videos and streams to cheer him up. That worked, and he even proudly told it to the whole class that his favorite streaming channel said his name. I really want to thank you to that. Additionally, it's his birthday today. Uh, we got this on March 1st, but it's his birthday today, and I thought maybe you could again give him a shout out. Uh, so happy birthday to Christoph Schreiber. Uh, you have a, just a super cool student that uh, is looking out for you, and that's fun, yeah. and I think that's worth mentioning. 
Yeah, give give them an A. Give give, <laughs> give, them, give that give, student an A. Whoever it is, I don't. You know what? Their email Just is a code to me, but reach uh, into their homework right now and turn. <laughs> and I bet they're a failing student because this feels like a desperation play. And just kind of turn that F into an A. You know what I mean? We we all we all pull the strings. You know, yeah. like I don't know if you heard, but we just sold all of the slices in our semifinal <laughs> tournament map to various corporations. Yeah, we have some pull now. We can make things happen if we need to. Well, I say pull. I should be honest. We are not actually being paid anything Wait, to what? sell that we've okay so what happened Hunter, was, you were in charge of this i wanted to preemptively sell the slices and gauge interest after we've sold them so none of the corporations know um and i'm hoping that once they hear about what we've done they will uh right. send us okay. the big bucks i have an idea then Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you want to get the word out so that they can hear about the things that we've done for them, <laughs> if, if you can please rate Nike or Visa oh, <laughs> or uh, any it. any of these sponsored slices in a, in your <laughs> review for our podcast, just say you know what I really love Sprite's <laughs> delicious soda. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. something Give like us- uh, five stars, great to listen to while drinking a delicious Sprite. <laughs> Oh, five Perfect. stars. This is the best podcast to put on at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I don't even wear the headphones. They love it so much. Uh, what are some other ones? Oh, I just spilled a bunch of stuff on my iPhone. Uh, I guess I won't need a bounty quicker picker upper because I've got this great podcast, Space Cats Peace Turtles, and it's soaking up all of the juice. <laughs> that didn't even make sense. Uh, five stars, just do it. That one's, you can easy. just, you can just do say that it. one. Just that say one's just easy. Do it. Five stars, just do it. Five stars. <laughs> All Just right. do it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Space Cats Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles. And please join our Discord uh, to get uh, updates on the tournament and see everything that's going on. And uh, definitely follow us on Twitch because those streams are coming up. We are in full semis mode uh, coming up here in two weekends or I guess a, a week and a half. So get ready because the streams are about to start popping off. Yarp. Yarp. <laughs> Yarp. Um, where's the beef? Well, it's in the podcast, dummy. Five stars. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>